Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here, as always, my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, are you ready for week two? Congratulations on surviving week one of the guillotine. Likewise. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. I am so nervous. Really sweating that one out. He was sweating that one out. I was watching Monday Night Football and keeping my uh, head, shoulders, knees, and toes crossed. <laughs> I was, I was, I was a nervy, nervy boy. But uh, yeah, made it. Week one in the books. Week one waivers in the books. Hopefully, everyone had a very successful uh, waiver period, and now we're on to week two. Especially you, guy who spent seven hundred and fifty fab on Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. <laughs> no, I thought 350 was going to be like, oh, nobody's going to want to spend that much money in week one or week two waivers. But no, yeah. I mean, it's Derrick Henry, but like, still well, he blew through. He blew through the majority of his fab. So, and with the way that people were wanting to spend in, in that league, no one is going to be going now. And 100 bucks isn't getting you much, which is honestly good for. People like us who saved our fab, but you know that's besides the point. You can't blow you can't blow through your fab in week one. That was that that is a fatal mistake. That's a rule for guillotines and non guillotines alike. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Do not blow through your fab in week one. Jeff Wilson will be there. Jeff Wilson will be back on waivers in two months. You you could (laughs) spend a dollar on him. It's okay. All right. Well, uh, actually, speaking of, you know, waivers, there's one popular waiver ad that is on the Chiefs, who is their leading rusher currently. But, uh, you know, we're going to get into Thursday night's game on Prime Video, which I don't know if I'll be watching because I don't even know. Yeah. Nice plug. So dumb. I hate it. I hate I hate everything about it. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. They completely completely black out an entire section of their fan base. It's like I've never watched one of the baseball games on Apple TV. Mm-mm. I refuse, never. and I have it. I have it, and I refuse. Granted, I also refuse to watch baseball, just period. Yeah, I'm feeling that a little bit. Anybody so, anybody who was on the baseball's boring bandwagon about five years ago, and you had people that were telling you you're, you're dumb, you're ignorant, you're this, you're that, I apologize. Yeah, well, it's either boring or stress-inducing. We are so close, Adam, to having New York Knicks basketball, New York Rangers hockey, college football, football, playoff baseball on. We're so close. There will be literally sports on all the time. Yep. I'm so excited. Goodbye, social life. I know. I know. Hey, when the New York Rangers are on, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. I know. I will yeah. never. We love the boys. Love the fellas. I'll find every single way possible to get Sam and Joe in Provo, Utah. Hey, I know. I already know that I'm going. I'm going to uh, one game because for my for my girlfriend's birthday, I got her a Mika Zibanejad jersey. Mika Zibanejad jersey. Your favorite player. Favorite player is Mika. Her her, her husband. Mika Zibanejad. She's made it abundantly clear that if Mika comes to the door, I'm gone. One of my and favorite then, players is Mika also. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I absolutely love the man. Bless it's him. It's Mika and Adam Fox because my cousin actually knew, like, my cousin went to the same high school as him. Mr. Jericho. What a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Jericho, love Jericho. But yeah, she has told she has told me on, on numerous occasions that if Mika Zibanejad came to the door, I'm gone, um, which is completely fine because she also knows that if Shania Twain ever comes to the door, she's gone. Um, and then how can you as, not fall for DJ Z bad? It's true. It's true. How can you not fall for Shania? I mean, oh my God, lovely. My wife, I love you. Call me. And then the part two to that is that I am taking her to a game. It's just a matter of what game we're thinking about right now, the sharks against the Rangers, or we're thinking about the flyers. Ooh, that flyers game is going to be fun. Yes. The only issue is that it's November 3rd. So it's a matter of what would, I, what would I rather do? Would I rather go in October when it's still like somewhat nice out or go in November when I'm kind of risking it, but there's also no football on since a Tuesday night. Yeah. And the world series will probably be over by then. 
Right, and the Mets or Yankees will not be lifting uh, the commissioner's trophy. Probably not. Mm-mm. The Mets have been terrible these past two weeks. I hate it. The Yankees have been terrible the last two months, so welcome. <laughs> welcome. Is the word. They just cannot hit a baseball if their life depended on it. Nope. Nope. Hey, Aaron Judge is going gonna, is gonna to break Roger Maris' record, so. Yep. All right. So we've uh, gone off the off the trail enough. Roses are red, violets are blue. Yeah, you know the so rest they, of the words. Yes, but uh, this game, the the LA Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs, we already know the big news surrounding this game is that Keenan Allen will not be playing, which we kind of assumed when he went out with that injury in in week one, where you know. You have such a short turnaround from Sunday to Thursday. It just was not going to happen. And even if it was, I wouldn't have been comfortable starting him if I had him. There is a chance, though, that Keenan Allen does play in week three. I think if there ever was a good opportunity to have an injury like that, where the Chargers don't believe it's serious, they believe rest will help him out, and you get 10 days in between, this is a great time for that injury to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So keep an eye out on Keenan Allen for for week three. Uh, Also, Harrison Butker is going to be out for this game. And it's going to be Jets legend, I think. Jets legend, Matt Amendola. Yes. Yep. Learned that one today when I had to add Matt Amendola to my uh, my kicker ranks. I was like, wow, Matt Amendola got signed by the Chiefs. Interesting. I know. Good for him. Hopefully the Jets can sign somebody. Hopefully the Cowboys can sign somebody. I hear I hear Dan Bailey's looking for work. Well, Greg Zerline will soon be hopefully looking for other work. Oh, come on. Greg Zerline is not the reason why the Jets lost to Baltimore. Come on now. No, but he did miss a pretty easy kick and an extra point. Fair. Fair. Welcome to the Greg Zerline experience. Uh, I hate it. Be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, also, uh, Donald Parham is going to be out. So it's going to be the Gerald Everett show. And honestly, with these previews, um, just, I mean, I think we want to really talk more about the guys that, like, you know who you're starting in this game. You don't need us to tell you who to start in this game. Um, but guys that are kind of on the fringes where you actually would want us to uh, give you some advice on, like somebody like Gerald Everett, for example, or you know Isaac Pacheco or Isaiah Pacheco, who are going to be talking about um, in a couple minutes. Guys like that. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't have said that better, better, better myself. Like you don't need me to tell you that Justin Herbert is my QB three of the week, or that Austin Eckler is my RB three of the week, but. The receivers, I think there are some questions about, about the receiver position with, with the Chargers for sure. Mike Williams is a top 10 play for me this week, so you're going to fire him up. You're going to start him. And then outside of that, you know what what are you looking at if you are invested in the, in the receivers for the Los Angeles Chargers? Who's the next man up for Keenan Allen? And for, for me, the next man up is Josh Palmer. That's the guy that I am zeroed in on. I was pretty upset to see Josh Palmer um, taken in all of my leagues, managed, owned in all of my leagues. So that was that was pretty upsetting when I saw that today. I have him as my wide receiver, 47. I don't know where the consensus has him. I think the consensus might actually be like in the 50 range. Um, but if you're in a bind at the receiver position and you need someone to start, I think Josh Palmer could be a, a good little pickup. And I also think um, we could be looking at a situation where, you know, Josh Palmer get definitely gets, gets his looks. And I think also Deandre Carter in 14 team leagues deeper, he could be an interesting little play as well, but who's the number two to Mike Williams. Number one, it's Josh Palmer. And then Gerald Everett, my tight end 12 of the week scored last week. I think it's, I think it's fine. I think it's a, I think it's a good start in a game. There should be a lot of points. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, it's kind of close, but I do like DeAndre Carter a fair amount just because he also got a lot of work last week against the Raiders. Caught a long touchdown. Yep. 
for the Kansas City Chiefs, like I said, not the obvious is obvious. You're starting Mahomes. You're starting Clyde. Maybe not expecting the incredible production that he gave you last week, but you are starting him. But so, what about some of the fringe guys, you know, or just guys that are not like locked in, set in, forget it. You know, like Juju, for example, who looked pretty good last week. Uh, the aforementioned Isaiah Pacheco, uh, guys like that. So Isaiah Pacheco, I still have, have outside my top 50. Um, uh, he's not in starting contention as of yet. So if there is a running back for Kansas City that I'm going to go ahead and start, it is Clyde. However, I do think it is interesting that in the blowout, they did give Isaiah Pacheco a good run, the Kansas City Chiefs. So I think that is the clear-cut handcuff to Clyde Edwards-Alaire if that is of interest to anybody out there to go and pick up Isaiah Pacheco, even though he seems to be like that long-shot darling of, of fantasy at the moment. Uh, with, the, with the receivers – uh juju you're gonna go ahead and start he's a top 24 receiver for me this week uh i have no no problem with starting juju he's good to go start him he'll get he'll have nine ten targets and he could he could even fall into the end zone this week um i wouldn't be uh, too shocked if that was going to happen and then outside of that you're looking at sky Moore. you're looking at me hardman uh, those guys don't really interest me as much i know me hardman scored last week but it was it was kind of fluky. Then you look, you look at the game that he had. Um, all in all, he had three catches for 16 yards and and that touchdown. So he's a speculative ad, but he's he's not worth a start right now. And you're obviously starting Travis Kelsey. Oh really? I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised. Yep. You're starting Travis Kelsey. Wow. Hard hitting analysis. Yep. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag analysis. Uh, okay, next game, let's move on to the Commanders and the Lions. This week was kind of interesting. You know, you open, I opened up my fantasy app this morning and or this afternoon even, and I saw a lot of guys with uh, red letters next to their names. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Swift is one of them. He did not practice on Wednesday due to an ankle issue or an ankle injury. And you know, he's questionable heading into this game. And honestly, if you have Jamal Williams, I'm not, I wouldn't even be worried because Jamal, Jamal Williams has shown that he can take care of the, of the load. And there were points last year and you know, this just as well as I do, because we experienced this firsthand, you could have started Swift and Williams on the, in the same lineup. Like you, you could have started them together at yep. points last year. And so like if you just have Swift by himself, I would be worried. But if you have Swift and Williams, I would not be worried in the slightest. And even then, with with Swift, he was still limited. Uh, it's a Wednesday. I'm sure if he's you know full on a, if he's listed as full by Friday, you have no no real issues. Uh, the the workload was 19 to 12 in favor of Swift to Williams. So it, I said it on the on the review show. Or I said on the on the waiver show, I forget which one I said it on, but it, it, it seemingly is like a Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon ish situation, which yeah. is fine. Is fine. You could start both of them, but I think the Lions were abundantly clear coming into the season that they wanted to lesser the workload on DeAndre Swift to make sure that he wouldn't get hurt, and they weren't kidding, and they they weren't kidding. He was great last week, 170 plus yards total offense. So of course you're going to start him, but obviously an ankle issue is is definitely something to be uh, a little bit a little bit weary of, but not 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 uh, so much so. Yeah. Uh, what about the receivers, pass catchers? You know, Amon Ross, St. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson, D.J. Chark, those guys. Starting him. Yeah. I, I wouldn't start. I wouldn't start D.J. Chark, but Amon Ross, St. Brown, and T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, you're starting. Yeah, St. Brown. Okay. I have. I have St. Brown's top twenty play this week. Okay. The commanders are a lot more interesting. Yes. Because, you know, you have a bit of a controversy where you don't know what you're looking at. You're like, you're starting Tyra McLaurin, obviously. But other than that, like, it can go kind of either way. 
there are a lot of question marks as to who you're going to start. A lot of borderline starts. Like Carson Wentz, I think, is a great streaming option this week. I think he's a great, great, great streaming option this week. Jalen Hurts absolutely carved up Detroit last week. And I have Carson Wentz, the top 15 play. You're going ahead and you're starting him. Antonio Gibson, you're riding the good wave. You're riding the good wave as long as you possibly can with him. Top 15 play, you're starting him. As Adam, as you said, Adam, Terry McLaurin, you're starting. I have the top 12 option this week. Start him. As for Jahan Dotson and as for Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson I have as a high-end wide receiver four. So in a bind, you start him. And Curtis Samuel, I'm not there yet. I have him in the borderline top 50 play. So if you're in a bit of a pinch and you need somebody, Curtis Samuel can be your guy. And I actually like, as a tight end streamer this week, I actually love Logan Thomas as a really, really sneaky, good uh, tight end stream this week. I have him as a top 20 play this week. Yeah, and the interesting thing is, is that, you know, as far as like the ground game, the Lions were also carved up by the Eagles. You know, almost all of the Eagles' options at running back scored a touchdown. And also, Jalen Hurts scored, scored a rushing touchdown as well. So, you know, that could mean if they want to use Curtis Samuel like Debo Samuel, which it looked like they wanted to do against Jacksonville, um, I think that Curtis Samuel could be a pretty good option. That's kind of like a, a boomer bust, risky play. He's someone that I wouldn't want to start, but if you had to start him, could you feel comfortable about it given the matchup? Yes. Yeah. All right. Next, the Jets and the Browns. A little bit of a, I mean, ugh, I don't even know. Well, Joe Flacco is going to be is going to be starting this game, as Robert Sala said. So, cool, I guess. I genuinely think the Jets are afraid that Mike White could be better than Zach Wilson, and that's why they're not starting Mike White. Did you watch the Mike White game against Buffalo? Did you watch Mike White in the preseason? He was fucking terrible. I still think Mike White could be better than Zach Wilson. And that's why they're not starting him. That's not true. No, come on. He had one good game against the Bengals, and everybody's what, like, well. What do they need to see out of Joe Flacco at this point? I literally have no idea. I don't agree with this, but mm-hmm. I still don't think that, that that they're afraid of Mike White's of Mike White being like Tom Brady to Zach Wilson's Drew Bledsoe. I'll make this very easy with the analysis of the Jets. The only two Jets that are even, uh, okay, I'll say three. There are three Jets that I would consider starting. Brees Hall, my RB22. Michael Starter, Michael Carter, as my RB31. And I think I could be low on him. And Elijah. Give me, give me more. Thank you. He is by wide receiver 32. So you yeah. can start Elijah Moore as a low end, a low end wide receiver three, Michael Carter as a mid RB three, and then Brees Hall as a low end RB two. Easy enough. Yep. Uh, for Cleveland, I mean, you're starting both guys at running back. Mm-hmm. Jacoby Brissett could be interesting, but the Jets defense is actually better than you think it is. So I would. I would never play Jacoby Brissett in fantasy ever, <laughs> ever. All you need to do, all you need to do for this hashtag analysis, go watch, go watch the tape from last week versus Carolina. It was the most slow moving, boring offense. I think I've ever seen in my life, but that's just Jacoby Brissett. That's just the way that he rolls zero risks. He's going to dump it off, check it down as much as he can. And he's not going to do anything crazy with it. Well, you wonder why Kareem Hunt had the game that he had. Yep. Yep. And it makes Kareem Hunt a top 24 option this week. Same with Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, my RB14. Kareem Hunt, my RB24. You start them both. Yep. Um, the receivers. Did Amari Cooper have like a mysterious injury or did I hallucinate nope. that? No? Nope. No mysterious injury. He just did not get the looks. And it's a little worrying, you know, with Donovan Peoples-Jones getting the amount of looks that he did. And Donovan Peoples-Jones actually had a really nice game uh, for Cleveland. You're still Amari Cooper still in the starting range of the low end wide receiver three, uh, but you're not going to feel very comfortable about it. Uh, what about the uh, tight end situation? Uh, David Njoku is a is a tight end too. At this point, you could probably start him. Again, I wouldn't feel good about it, but in a pinch, you could start him. Okay. Uh, so the Bucks and the Saints. This was another one of those things where I open up my fantasy app. I see a bunch of red letters by players' names, a lot of them on the bucks. I mean, 
all their top three receivers all have uh, red letters on their names. Yep. Um, Chris Godwin, it might be a top bit more four. Top, top four even. Well, yes. Let Jets legend Rashad Perryman. I'm sorry. Forgot. No, no. Evans, Godwin, Gage, Jones. Oh, and Perryman. So five. Okay, five. <laughs> all five. So, and Leonard Fournette also is. And Tom uh, Brady. And Tom, well, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is old. He is old man, being an old man, an injury designation. And could be, probably isn't, maybe is, could be going through a divorce, Tom Brady. Pure speculation, pure speculation, of course. He, his injury is being an asshole. National Enquirer over here, Tom Brady, Giselle getting divorced. That would be cr- Can you imagine over him coming back out of retirement? That man made school lunches for a day and said, <laughs> I ain't doing this shit anymore. He's like, you know what? I'm going to get hit in the head by he, 300 pound players instead of this. He made one school lunch and said, you know what? I'm going to go sign a 15 year television deal and I'm going to go play football for one more year over making this shit. <laughs> he got the kids on the bus one time. It said, nope, uh-uh, no more of this shit. Instead of the Michael Jordan, fuck them kids thing. Fuck them that- kids, exactly. <laughs> Tom Brady's like, fuck my family. Literally, <laughs> literally. Uh, yeah, so the <laughs> the injuries. So Chris Goblin, I think, is a little worrying. And, I mean, talk about National Enquirer you know, conspiracy theories. I think they might have rushed him back from that injury, from the ACL injury. Maybe, maybe, but there's always a higher high occurrence rate of, of soft tissue injuries that come with ACLs. So it's not a huge surprise, but he had his MRI this week. The team is feeling comfortable. That's not a significant uh, situation that he could only miss a week or two. So if that's the case, then all is good in the world. And Chris Godwin, you know, you could just, you could just write it out with whomever you have. Um, I actually do like Julio uh, a good amount in, in this game. I, I would say if you have the opportunity to start Julio, you probably go ahead and do it. I have Julio as a top 40 play, and there's a chance that I would move him up closer to the, to being a top 36 receiver. So you have Goblin missing practice due, due to a hamstring injury. You have Gage missing practice due to a hamstring injury. You have Julio missing practice due to a knee injury, and you have Mike Evans who is limited at Wednesday's practice due to a calf injury. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, who, who do you trust here? Who are you looking at? It's you're just starting whoever plays at this point. I'm comfortable with Evans and Julio. Yeah. And obviously you're starting Brady and you're starting Fournette. Yeah. And Fournette was also a hamstring injury. Which yep. is, I'm, com- I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. Yeah. I just saw Leonard Fournette put up 100 100 plus yards of uh, rushing against the Cowboys. You're starting him. Yep. I will say, though, tough matchup this week for Evans going up against Lattimore, who is he has historically struggled against. Yeah, that's true. So don't I'm don't gonna... be surprised this turns into uh, like a Julio or a Gage game. God, do you know who the Bucks have on injured reserve? Here, you want to go on, a, on the Wayback Machine real quick? Sure. They have a running back by the name of Kenyon Barner. Wow. Yeah. I, th- I heard, I heard cut and I was like, carry on my no. son. Nope. Kenyon Barner. When you were done. <laughs> Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Nope. Kenyon Barner, Oregon Ducks legend. Then Love that's not, not even sarcastic. Oh, oh, Kenyon Barner was great at the University of Oregon. And that's about it. Uh, okay. So the New Orleans Saints, uh, both Ingram and Alvin Kamara were limited at practice on Wednesday. So, you know, keep your keep your eyes out for that. Yep. But otherwise, I mean, do you have anything for, for New Orleans? Uh you're if you want to, if you're comfortable starting Jameis, go ahead and do it. Um, I wouldn't, um, but I still have him as a, as a QB two this week. So 
he should be he should be okay against his former team too. So if you like the Jameis Winston revenge game narrative, then go for it. I am a little nervous though about Alvin Kamara because he there was an issue last year where Jameis did not check down to Kamara all that much. And then Jameis got hurt. Then Alvin Kamara kind of half came back. And then now Jameis is still the quarterback. He's he didn't get the check downs. And Alvin Kamara is not an in-between the tackles guy. So I'm a little nervous about Kamara in his long-term prospects without a quarterback that can only throw the ball 10 yards downfield, a.k.a. at Drew Brees. The receivers, Michael Thomas, you're starting. Michael Thomas, you're starting. You feel good about it. Start him. I was encouraged. Eight targets, five catches, two touchdowns last week. Start him. Feel good about it. Jarvis Landry, I actually like him as a sneaky good start in, in, in PPR leagues. He was targeted. He's the most targeted receiver from the Saints by Jameis Winston. Start him. He obviously feels comfort comfort with Jarvis Landry, so go ahead and, and play him. I, I have him as a wide receiver for this week uh, with the upside for a little bit more because when Jarvis has been a contributor for fantasy, he's been no less than a wide receiver three. So I think he's a great ad in, in PPR leagues. I, I like him a significant amount. Um and then Chris Olave is a, you're continuing to stash him. Um, you can't start him at the moment. You can't start him at the moment. And then keep an eye out for Jawan Johnson as well. He's not someone that you're starting right now. It was on the field for 74% of the team's offensive snaps and seemed to be the guy that the Saints like to deploy at the tight end position. And Jameis Winston liked him a lot too. All right. Interesting. Cool. Uh, next is the Carolina Panthers and the Giants. So starting with Carolina, I mean, Obviously, you're starting McCaffrey. You're starting DJ Moore. Mm-hmm. Would Baker? Would that be interesting? You know, in in deeper leagues, deeper leagues and super flex. Yeah, I could find it interesting. Uh, anything with the tight ends or the other receivers? You know, Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson's top touchdown. fifty play. Yeah, top fifty play. If you're in a bind, you could do it. His his return again to MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Well. Different colors, but still same different difference. Colors. Different colors, but same venue. Yeah, he's a top fifty play. Well, actually, the Jets were in Carolina when they played. Oh, so this is his return to MetLife Stadium. Yeah, first game back, just playing against the wrong team. Yep. Is it? Wow, it looks really different. I also like the usage though. Robbie Anderson last week got a shit ton of targets from from Baker, so you could be comfortable starting as a top fifty play, but very boomer busty. Yep. And for the Giants, I mean, obviously, after what he did, you got to be starting Saquon. Yes. Yep. He's the only he's the only giant that I feel truly comfortable with starting. Yeah, I mean, starting Shepard kind of like two or set like 71 yards and a touchdown. Great. But only on two receptions like that's it's not Fluky. really. Yeah, Fluky. it's not sustainable. Mm hmm. No, my highest ranked Giants receiver is Sterling Shepard as my wide receiver at 59. Yeah. So then, I'm not comfortable, but hold on to Kadarius Tony. Hold on to him. Because I was enthused with the way the Giants offense was last week. It was much more innovative, much more modern. And I got and again, uh Tyree Kill was talking about his coach having uh needing a wheelbarrow for his nutsack. Uh, I think Byron uh, Brian Dable might need one for his as well. Uh, and Daniel Jones, I ha- I has my QB 26 this week. So uh, not someone that I'm looking to just go in and throw into a lineup, even in I a struggling love, situation. I love that reference. That was my, that's one of my favorite episodes of South Park. <laughs> well, Tyreek, Tyreek had his opportunity. My God, did he take it? Did he ever? Yes. See, can you imagine that? Imagine that guy in the Jets. would be fantastic. Well, unfortunately, he didn't want to go to the Jets. Nope. Could you imagine that Ty- Tyree Kill with the Jets right now catching passes from Joe Flacco? That would just be that would be criminal. Yeah. Absolutely criminal. Uh next game is an old rivalry, but both teams are a lot shittier. New England and Pittsburgh. Uh Mac Jones. Is it? Lo- I mean, it's looking like he's going to be playing, right? Uh, not looking like it. Really? Uh, let's see. Let's have a look. Um, okay, so he did practice today. He did practice today. He was limited. Okay, I did. I did not see that. So then, yeah, it looks like he's going to play. 
It's encouraging. Again, you're not starting him though. Yeah. Not starting him though. Mm Nope. Well, the good news is, is that Ty Montgomery, well, not great news, but the upside of this is good news. Ty Montgomery was placed in injured reserve, which means, you know, a lot of people on r slash fantasy football were like, it's Ramondre time. It's time. We can, I can finally start Ramondre Stevenson with confidence. Mm-mm. No, not yet. Not yet. I wouldn't want to start either one of them. If I had to pick one still, it would, it would be Damien Harris. Okay. But something to keep an eye on. And then the receivers, I know on the review show, we were not encouraged at all by uh-uh. any anything that the nope. receivers did. The only one that is in startable range is Jacoby Myers, and he barely sneaks into my top 50. All right. Well, Pittsburgh got some pretty encouraging news from their two-star players. Uh, Najee was a limited participant in practice, and TJ Watt is not out for the season, which is nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, that's the big news for them. Yeah, but you're not starting Mitch Trubisky. Um, I mean, I would think if you drafted Najee, it's going to be really hard for you to not play him but I'm lower on him. I have Najee Harris this week as my RB 16. So I'm lower on him. You can't avoid it because that's your first round pick, but just be cautious and make sure, please, 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 please. I'm begging you. If Jalen Warren is on your waiver wires, go get him, go get him because there is a chance that Najee Harris could re-aggravate this injury. And if he does, I would bet that Pittsburgh would, not hesitate to sit him. And if that's the case, then Jalen Jalen Warren becomes a top 30 option. So go get Jalen Warren for the receivers. Well, actually, do you want to hear something interesting? Sure. So you know where Najee Harris is ranked on fantasy pros and full point PPR? Where? 17. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. And I had him, I had him at 16 just because I didn't really know where to put him with with the injury. So Okay, so it looks like a lot of people are in the same boat as I. Good, good. Thank you, consensus. Um, as for the receivers, Deontay Johnson, you're starting. Top 24 play, good. Chase Claypool, you're not starting him yet, but I like the way that they used him last week. So someone to keep an eye on. George Pickens, you're not starting him. And Pat Fryerbooth, starting. Comfortable top 10 tight end. I actually have him as my tight end seven this week. I like him a to whole see lot. That. I like them a whole, whole, whole lot. Yep. Uh, this is next one. The and Colts Pittsburgh, are, Pittsburgh oh. defense, by the way, we don't talk about the defenses enough on this, on this podcast. Shame on me. Uh, Pittsburgh defense, startable. All right. Startable this week. I have them as a top 10 option. We could do, we could save that all for the end. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we did last year. We just saved it all for the end. Yeah. And I did, I did list out uh, some streamers or some streams this week, but we could talk about defense at the end. Sure. Uh, okay, so this next one, the Colts are returning to the scene of the crime and play seriously. They are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and playing Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to start with the Jaguars because they're infinitely more interesting from a fantasy perspective as far as like questions as to who you're starting and who you're not starting. Sure. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, deep leagues, go for it. But you know, the running backs is really where you're looking and you're kind of like, like you're starting, you're probably starting Travis Etienne because of where you drafted him. But James Robinson is just fascinating because it feels like Doug Peterson really likes him a lot. I think this could be more of an even backfield than, than many anticipated. And uh, James Robinson, let's just check the ranks here and let's just see who I have both. Uh, if ETN is a top 24 play, I have James Robinson in a top 30 play. So Robinson is a flex level start. ETN is an RB2. And I mean, it's a thin line between those two positions. Yeah, so. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I mean, I mean, I I'm in a position where if if JK Dobbins does not play, I have to start James Robinson because of the uselessness of Cam Akers. And I have Antonio Gibson. Uh, so I am in a position where I may have to start James Robinson this week. And I'm kind of okay with it. Kind of. 
Honestly, in the non-guillotine, I'm debating, like, Elijah Mitchell's out. I don't really know if I want to – I don't think I have Jeff Wilson in this league. And it's like James Robinson. Jeff Wilson was picked up for free this morning in that league. Fun fact. (laughs) That's hilarious. Well, I didn't need him. I have Miles Sanders and James Robinson, and I've been, like, flip-flopping between the two. I didn't need him either because I have a shit ton of running backs in that league. So I, I did not need the running back. But if I knew that James that Jeff Wilson was was going to be $0, I would have put in a bid for him. I mean, like, fuck. I know. I would have put in a bid for him, and I would just would have had a trade ship. Like, Jesus. But, but yeah, James Robinson and Travis Etienne, you can, you can comfortably start them. You can comfortably start them. I think, I think it's okay. And then the receivers uh, for Jacksonville, Christian Kirk, top 30 play. Top 30 play, go ahead and, and start him, no problem. Um, outside of that, the next best receiver that I have up for Jacksonville is Zay Jones, who is a borderline top 50 play. What about Evan Ingram? Uh, you're never starting Evan Ingram. Good to know. Never. Hashtag analysis. Hashtag analysis. You're never starting Evan Ingram. Uh, for the Colts, Matt Ryan did Matt Ryan things last week. He You put up numbers. That's what he does, and that's my, what you're looking for. My QB 16 this week, you could stream him. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, you're starting him. Duh. Michael Pittman, you're starting him. Duh. Yep. Um, On the injury report today, Michael Pittman as well, but with practice in a limited capacity, so he should be fine. Yep. Same with Alec Pierce, who was kind of a sneaky start for people in deeper leagues uh, last week. Didn't work out, though. No, it did not. Did not work out. Uh, outside of that, you're not starting an Indianapolis Colt receiver. Um, keep an eye out, though, uh, with Indianapolis. Second most targeted man on the field last week for the Indianapolis Colts. Tylen Grayson, their, their tight end. Keep an eye out on him. So it put him in a queue, watch list, whatever you have. Put him on there. Um, could be a very, very interesting, interesting play. Um, pending, of course, that he decides that he's going to continue that nice little run with the, with the targets that he got. Yep. All righty. Next game is the dolphins and the Ravens. So actually I just learned today that Lamar Jackson's from Florida. Yes. And he like grew up pretty close to uh, hard rock stadium. Homecoming for Lamar. Yep. So for the Miami Dolphins, Tua, are you starting Tua anywhere? Probably not, right? Nope. I wouldn't want to. And the running backs, it's a bit of a mess, to be honest with you, with between Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert and whoever Chase else Edmonds got the majority of the carries last week. So if I had to pick one, it would be Chase Edmonds. But Chase Edmonds, I have as a, I have as a top 30 play. So. He's startable. I am ahead of J- I have, ha- have him. Blah, 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 blah. I have him ahead of James Robinson, J.K. Dobbins, Rashad Penny. Interesting. Well, that is pending J- J.K. Dobbins's health. Correct. Also correct. And even then, I think I would still have J.K. Dobbins in like the the RB thirty range. Yeah, and you're starting Hill and Waddle. Also, mm-hmm. even though it's going to be a tougher matchup than against New England last week. But I think the real question for people is Mike Kosicki. Like, what do you do with Mike Kosicki? You're starting Tyreek Hill also. It I just, didn't say that. Oh, you I did? Said okay. you're starting, I said you're starting Hill and Waddle. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I heard you were starting. I heard you're starting Jalen Waddle. That's what I heard. So oh. you're starting Hill. You're starting Waddle. You're not starting Kosicki. No, 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 no. But what we feared coming into the season has proven to be true. Yep. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, the important thing is J.K. Dobbins. Is J.K. Dobbins looking like he's going to be playing? I mean, what's the deal? It's tricky. It's tricky. He wants to play in week two. But again, even though he was listed as a full participant on Wednesday, I just don't know how comfortable I'm going to be with starting him. I think I want to see it first. Yep, so it's probably going to be more of uh, Kenny and Drake heading into this week. Again, it's another one where I'm just like, I don't 
I want to see it. I want to see it first. So, hey, you know, this is going to be a Kenny Drake revenge game. Good God. Good God. Please stop. I would puke. I would puke everywhere. Sean McVay has already stepped on my hopes and dreams with Cam Akers. And now he's going to do it with J.K. Dobbins. Like, fuck me. Um, With the receivers, uh, Bateman is the only one that I'm interested in. I know Devin Duvernay had two touchdowns last week. The most fluky of fluky two touchdowns. Um, besides Dontrell Hilliard, who we'll get to, I assume. Um, but yeah, Bateman is a top 30 play, but it's tough, a tough matchup versus Xavier Howard. And I don't know. I think I would want to stay away from that if you can. Yeah. Um, anybody else from this, from this game? Mark Andrews, you're starting. Yeah. Well, that's obvious because we didn't even talk about Lamar Jackson and you know that you're starting Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You're starting Lamar. So Yeah. Okay. Get all get ready. Get all your anger out. It's the Falcons of the Rams. Just just get it just let it all out. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Go yeah. The the Rams. I mean you're starting Matt Stafford. Yeah. The running backs. Oh, uh, you're starting Darrell Henderson, you're sitting Cam Akers. I Darrell Henderson otherwise. Was, let me refer to the ranks. I have Darrell Henderson in my RB25. I have Cam Akers in my RB36. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the guillotine, I have literally no choice. So I am rolling with it. But I just don't know. You can't feel comfortable about it. I don't. No, you can't. You can't feel good about it. I absolutely don't. I'm like, I'm going to get fucked again by Cam Akers, and I'm going to lose in the guillotine. It's it's sad season. It's sad boy season. It really is. Uh, Cooper Cup, you're starting. Allen Robinson, start. Start Allen Robinson. Because even though he didn't get the looks, he was on the field a shit ton. He's going to get the looks. Start him. I think especially after the amount of heat the Rams have, have managed to take over the last week, they're going to get Robinson involved. They're, they have to. I don't know if they have to with Acres because they have Henderson. They have to get Robinson involved, plain and simple. Yeah, and this is a real get right game for for the Rams. Yeah. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. They could they could win by twenty. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and Tyler Higby, I wouldn't feel comfortable with starting him, but he's a top fifteen option for me. So, if you want to start him, go ahead. All right, and then uh, obviously Cooper Cup, you're starting. Uh, yeah. So moving on to the Falcons, I mean, Marcus Mariota gives you the rushing, I guess. Superflex and deeper leagues. Keep an eye out on Mariota. You're not yep. starting him, but keep an eye out for him. And then speaking of rushing, Cordero Patterson is okay. He's fine. Know. He's fine. I st- I'm still not buying into it. Top 30 play. You start him. Start him as a flex, and he's fine. Yeah. And then the receivers. I mean, Drake London looked okay yeah. against New Orleans last week. Top 36 play. You could start him. You can start him as a wide receiver three as a flex. Yep. And then you're trying, you're praying to God that Kyle Pitts will turn it around. Please, God. <laughs> Please, God. It, it's just, it's, it's just so fucking maddening at this point. How? How does Kyle? How 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 in God's name do the Atlanta Falcons just not know how to use Kyle Pitts? They've managed to resurrect the corpses of Marcus Mariota and Cordero Patterson, yet they can't figure out how to use Kyle Pitts, who is the biggest mismatch in the National Football League. It makes no sense to me. It would be like if you had Calvin Johnson, and you just like decided to not throw to him. It's just maddening. It's maddening. You start him. He's my tight end three. But it's just like, please, please, you need something. You need something to feel good about. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Pitts, if he doesn't do anything this week, Kyle Pitts might be a good, a really good buy low. Mm-hmm. Yes. So keep your eye out for uh, on both ends for Kyle Pitts. Yep. Uh, okay. Next one. The Seahawks and the 49ers. Speaking of another get right game for the for the 49ers here. Uh 
So Trey Lance, you're, I don't know. Trey Lance is like, it's weird because the weather that we talked about uh, last week was a huge factor in that game. And I mean, it might be a bit different at home in, in uh, Santa Clara. He, he, he's a high-end QB too. High-end QB two. I don't know if I would be starting him though, but the matchup is great for him. Yep. And here is the real question that everybody listening to this wants to know. What the fuck is going on with the running backs? Who is it? Who is it going to be? Is it Jeff Wilson? Is it it's... Tyrion Davis Price? Is it the other the other guy? Mason, I think his name is. My guess is that it's gonna it's gonna be Jeff Wilson, and my ranks are reflective in the way of I have no idea what this backfield is gonna look like. I have Jeff Wilson as my RB thirty eight, and he could be higher than that. He could be lower than that. This is a game to just test the waters. Don't start a San Francisco 49ers running back. Just wait and see. Wait and see approach is what's going to get this done. If you yeah. have to start him, if you if you lost Elijah Mitchell and you have no other option, you have to start Jeff Wilson, fine. Go ahead. No, I'm ra- raising my hand because it's me. I am one of those people that has to start oh, Jeff Wilson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are, yes, you are, in fact, one of those people. So yeah, is, I, you're gonna start. You're gonna start Jeff Wilson because I mean, well, the Seahawks should have had two rushing touchdowns scored against them, and um, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams couldn't hold onto the ball. But Javante Williams had a nice game. He had a nice game against uh, Seattle. So the conditions call for Jeff Wilson to have at least a nice game. But yeah. they could go with Tyrion Davis Price. They could go with Jeff Wilson. I, I honestly I don't know what they're going to do because this is Kyle Shanahan. And what do we say about Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan hates fantasy. Correct. Correct. So it could, could be Tyron Davis Price. It could be Jeff Wilson. Hell, it could be Jordan Mason. Yeah, that, that's who it is. Jordan Mason. This has been, it's been three years in a row that we've had the same question on the fantasy show. What's going on? Who's going to be the starter for San Francisco? Who do you trust in that backfield? It's like, it's fluctuated between Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Trey Sermon, who is no longer there, you know, mm-hmm. Jermichael Hasty, who is also no longer there. He was like a really popular waiver ad for like a week. If you didn't start Jermichael Hasty in fantasy, you've been playing it the right way. <laughs> it's just never again. I don't know why I did that. I don't even know why I invested in the Niners backfield because it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the Already. ass. It's a pain in the ass. Uh, the receivers for the San Francisco 49ers, Debo Samuel. You're starting Debo. Wide receiver eight for me this week. And Brandon Ayuk is top 40 play. So he's a wide receiver four. I mean, that could also be a wild card is that they just give the ball more to Debo Samuel instead of, yeah. It's possible. Instead of having a running back. It's possible. And Debo becomes that much more valuable. Well, you're starting George Kittle. Also, pending he plays, pending he plays. Yeah, he did, and, not pra- he did not practice on Wednesday with the groin, so not good. No, and if it's not George Kittle, see. you're not starting Tyler Croft. Do not do it. Jets, Jets legend. legend Tyler Croft. Hey, you get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of Jets legends, actual Jets legends, he is a Jets legend. Yeah, forgetting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Also having a perfect passer rating that one time. True. Will you be starting Gino? Superflex, you could have him on the radar. I wouldn't do it. He could be on the radar, though. Uh, and then the running backs. I know you kind of hinted at where you have Rashad Penny in your rankings. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, especially if Kenneth Walker, who is also questionable heading into this game, if he doesn't play again. Well, Pete Carroll said Pete Carroll said he's going to play. Oh, yeah. Pete Carroll said that uh, Kenneth Walker will, will be back this week. So definitely something to look out for, um, whether or not he gets uh, a significant run or not. We'll see. But Rashad Penny's a flex level play. Okay. Kenneth Walker, you do not start under any circumstances until you see what this looks like. Yeah. 
Uh, the receivers you're starting, though, you know, Metcalf and Lockett. Metcalf, you're starting. Metcalf, you're starting. I have as, as my wide receiver 25. Lockett, I have outside my top 40. I wouldn't want to start him. Interesting. Okay. I have to start him in, in the guillotine. <laughs> I have to start him, and I fucking hate it. Because the guillotine is the shallowest league in existence. Correct. Correct. Uh, the tight ends are is an interest. Our tight ends is an interesting situation for Seattle, mm-hmm. where everybody thought it was going to be Noah fan, and then Will Disley comes out, scores a really like a nice touchdown on Monday night, and now everybody's all turned around. It's still Noah fan for me, but both both those guys catching three passes is a little, is a little alarming. But it's still it's still no offense if I had to choose one. Not well, starting him though. The thing is, you just don't want you want to avoid a Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett situation from a yeah. couple years ago. Yep. Yeah, but I also don't think this offense is good enough where you, it could sustain two tight ends. It could barely sustain one wide receiver. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, next game is oh your favorite game the Bengals and the Cowboys whoa whoa uh starting off with the Bengals the more interesting of the two teams uh T Higgins is it looking like he's gonna be playing here with that uh, still uh, questionable still questionable okay still questionable um it's a day to day at this point. You know, I had to I had to rank T Higgins lower just because I don't know what the deal is. Um, I know he hasn't been cleared yet, but I've heard that he's making progress. So it's a wait and see, wait and see. But if T Higgins does play, uh, he'll be a top fifteen option for me. Yep, and Burrow, I think you're still playing with confidence, especially in this game. You know, this is it. This is this turns into a get right game for the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and they will. They will. They could destroy Dallas. Joe Burrow's my QB8 this week. You start up comfortably. Yeah. Mixon, too. Yep. Yep. Start him. I think Mixon was pretty good the last time they played the Cowboys two years ago, right? I believe so. Yeah. I mean, a guy that had 145 all purpose yards in week one. Yeah, you're starting. My yep. RB7. And uh, you're starting Chase, of course. Yep. Boyd, are you looking at him anywhere? Um, As a deeper league flex, possibly. If there's no Higgins, then he becomes he becomes a borderline top 30 play. Okay. And then, you know, Hayden Hurst got some work at the end of the game, but I don't know if he's necessarily worth it. He's a good stream. He's a good stream if you're in a bind. Tight end two, but has upside. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys. So good news. Dak is not on IR. Jerry Jones is a is a mad is a loon essentially by saying, "Oh yeah, he's gonna be out for a couple weeks. He's gonna be out for like forever or whatever." Jerry Jones didn't know at the time. Why does he even say anything? Because he's Jerry Jones and he can't help himself when he has a microphone in front of him. Yeah, so there's a possibility that Dak could be back by October, like early October. Darn. But who knows? Darn, I was hoping we could just tank and get a number one pick. Can you imagine Bryce Young on on the Cowboys? No, it probably it would probably be uh, Will Anderson from Bama. Yeah. Or you trade the pick. Or you trade the pick and get a fuck ton of assets. I like that idea too. That's what we really wanted the Jets to do in in the, the year that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. 2020. Trade the pick to the Giants. Get get four first round picks from the Giants. Yeah. Or from the Lions. So they can get Bryce Young and they can have Bryce be with Jameson. Uh yeah. So Dak is going to be out this week. You're not starting Cooper Rush, plain and simple. Fair. Um, so you're starting Zeke, but yeah, Tony Pollard is, I don't know. Tony Pollard just didn't have it last week. Nope. 
And then CD Lamb, you're starting, obviously, but is there anybody else? CD's taking a huge hit. I have CD. It's my wide receiver 23. Yeah. And the consensus has him as the wide receiver 16. So I'm even lower on him. Start him, but, but really temper expectations with no Dak. Yeah. Um, is Michael Gallup going to be back? Probably not, right? I don't think so. Well, especially now that there's no Dak, I don't think there's. They I don't a reason. think there's a rush. Yeah, I agree. they're not going to bring him back. Uh yeah, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. That at that point, it's just like you know why. Yeah, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz, though, you can start. I do. I do like me some Dalton Schultz this week. All right. Uh, Texans Broncos. This could be an interesting game. You know, Davis Mills probably not starting. Like, I don't know. Brandon Cook seems like the only guy that's worth starting here in Houston. Yep. Yep. It's just Brandon Cooks. Why is your 14? You're starting him outside of that. Uh, Damian Pierce, you're not starting, but you're keeping him on your bench. And Davis, Davis Mills, you could start in Superflex, but I wouldn't. Yeah. For the Broncos, I mean, you're starting Russ. Yep. Uh, you're starting the running backs. Yeah, Melvin Gordon in, in 12, 14 team leagues as a flex is fine. Jerry Judy took a while to, to get started, but he looked pretty good on starting. Monday. You're starting Pearl. Judy, you're starting Sutton. Yep. Alberto. Starting. Starting. Yeah. I'm starting I'm starting him in the in, in the guillotine. Yep. I have about a thousand different shares of Denver in, in that fucking guillotine. So Please, Alberto, for the love of God, we've talked about you on this podcast. I even learned your name, for Christ's sake. Say it. Say the full full name. Please, Alberto Gwegwanam. Please, I'm begging you. Wow, that was really it's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. I I I am a rare professional. Is what I do. Yeah. Well, who doesn't love Alberto Gwegwanam? Love him. Great guy. Please score. Please score. I beg you. Yep. Uh, okay, cool. That was easy. Yep. <laughs> Next game is the Cardinals at the Raiders. The Raiders. Oh, my God. That hurt my throat. That sounded like it hurt your throat. It hurt oh, my it ears. It hurt my throat. Oh, God. Uh, the Cardinals, and you're starting Kyler. You're starting Connor. Yep. And... For the receivers, what? You're and... starting. For the receivers, you're starting. Hollywood. Hollywood. Thank you. Oh, I thought I thought I was missing some. I was like, who is the no, car? No, no, no. no I, was oh, waiting yeah. for you. I was waiting for you to fill in the blanks. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought there was like a running back that I was missing. I'm like, who else do you start from the Cardinals who plays running back? Nobody. Nope. You know Benjamin no. though was the handcuff to uh to James Conner. So yeah. But you're not you're not really worrying about that at this moment. Uh you're so you're starting Hollywood, of Hollywood. course. Yep. Ronald Moore is questionable. So mm-hmm. um look look into that. Greg Dorch, Jets Legends for like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you can't start him, but he's worth monitoring. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz does is, it again. Yeah, Zach Ertz is questionable again. Start him head, heading into this week. Start him, and then for the Raiders, well, you know, I love Derek Carr. Top twelve option for me this week. Start him. Yep. Uh, Josh Jacobs, pretty good. Yeah. Boring, but fine. Start him. A lot of uh, people looking at Brandon Bolden for some reason. Yeah, he's questionable as well. So, yeah. Scored last uh, week. That's why people are looking at him. Ah, uh, fair. Former Patriot. Former Patriot, yes. Josh McDaniels won to get his Raiders tenure off to the right way by having a Patriot score his first touchdown. I'm surprised that uh, he didn't trade for Rex Burkhead. Me too. Me too. I'm shocked. Honestly, like serious. Like Nikhil Harry. Joking. Yeah, not even joking. <laughs> Nikhil Harry. 
he'll lead Gronk out of retirement. You sign Darren Waller to a huge contract extension. He's like, hey, by the way, Gronk sure. is back. Yep. There's another joke that's on a T that I'm not going to say. Here, hold on. Hold on. How do I, how do I um, do the, ah, I got it. Okay. Um, I'm going to text you the joke and you could tell me, you could react. Okay. Okay. I just sent it. That's awful. Yep. That's why I didn't say it. Please don't do that. I'm not going to. Okay. I enjoy my job security. Yeah, no, no, no. I enjoy my job security. I mean, people do make jokes about that, but still, it's like, you, no. I'm good, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> uh, anyway, Devontae Adams, you're starting, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. Yep. Uh, anybody else for the Raiders? Renfro, you can start as a wide receiver three. Yeah. But and then, uninspiring. And then Darren Waller. Start. Yep. Yep. Tight end four this week. Start him. All right. Next is the Sunday night game. Get We're... CSI. Have CSI on standby. There is <laughs> going to be a crime scene. This game is in Green Bay, too. Crime scene. Oh, the Bears are fucked. Homicide. <laughs> Dear uh, Lord. Yeah. So the Bears, you're not starting anybody on the Bears at this point. Justin Fields and Superflex, you start. Yeah. I mean, the running backs, I don't know. Dave Montgomery. Yeah. Dave Montgomery, I would start. Was on the field a ton and got a significant of the team's uh, overall offense in week one. So start him. Yeah. Uh, The receivers, I wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't look too deep into what happened with Darnell Mooney. Start him. Yeah. Start him. They just got carved up by Justin Jefferson. You have to start Darnell Mooney. You have to. Let bygones be bygones. Again, like we said on the review show, that game was such an outlier. You cannot take anything. You cannot take anything out of that game. Fresh slate this week for San Francisco and Chicago. Start Darnell Mooney. Wide wide receiver 27. You start him. Says the guy who's not starting Cole Komet in the guillotine. As a result of what happened in week Well, because one. there was a better option out there. That's why. <laughs> yeah. If if there wasn't Albert O out there, I would I would start Cole Komet, but yeah. Albert O was out there. I know. I'm just fucking with you. No, you're not. Liar. <laughs> so anyway, are you starting Cole Komet? Absolutely well, fucking not. I know you're not, but like, would any would you would you recommend somebody start Cole Komet? No. Uh-uh. Nope. Okay. No, I was concerned for Cole Komet in, in his usage. That worried me. My tight end 13, but it's, uh, yeah, not good. Uh, Green Bay, Alan Lazard, still questionable heading into this game. But Aaron Rodgers, this could, this could be a bloodbath. Yeah, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. Start him. Learn from last year, people. You benched Aaron Rodgers after he got fucking smoked by New Orleans. And he went nuts. Start Aaron Rodgers. Start Aaron Rodgers. Thank you. It's clear enough, I think. Good. Uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are also starts. Yes. Yep. Start both of them. Both top 24 options for me. Uh, I mean. Both top 20 options for me. Excuse yeah. me. Well, I both mean. My top 20. Somebody's going to have to be catching all those touchdowns and also getting all those touchdowns. Please, God, have it be A.J. Dillon. Please, God, have it be A.J. Dillon. I have more A.J. Dillon than I have Aaron Jones. It's actually quite crazy. I hope that Robert Tunyon catches a straight touchdown somewhere for the sake of my life in the guillotine. He's interesting. He's interesting. Uh, And Alan Lazard, you start. You start him. I think Alan Lazard's going to get a shit ton of love from Aaron Rodgers. I, oof. Oh my god! And then I if I had to choose, if I had to choose one after Lazard, it's probably Romeo Dobbs. Yep, I hope that Aaron Rodgers can forgive Christian Watson for dropping that easy touchdown in Week One. Aaron Rodgers has a good memory. 
I know. It's the only thing that's right with his brain. Is his almost memory. almost to a fault. <laughs> well, that's it for uh, this week one pre- or week two preview. So very exciting stuff. We're going to be talking about Monday night on the review show. Mm-hmm. We have two games this week on Monday night. So looking forward to that. The Bills and the Titans. And then the, the Vikings, Vikings and the Eagles. Yes, the Vikings and the Eagles. So fun stuff. So I'm going to be watching Monday night, especially hard because of because I have a bunch of players going in that league or or in the guillotine and also in other leagues like going in those games i have a lot going on monday night i'm very excited for it yep well thank you for listening to this episode of the basics on podcast fantasy show you can find all episodes wherever you get your podcast for my co-host the bird saw i am adam castor and we'll talk to you next time ta-ta au revoir see you saturday morning email that bye-bye